Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday. You saw it, I'm sure. You heard it, I'm sure. Uh, Or you're reading about it right now, or maybe watching the video right now. But today, the Raiders announced their new head coach, Josh McDaniels. Their new general manager, Dave Ziegler. Um, Kind of an impressive coup uh, by the Raiders. And I'm just reiterating what I'm hearing uh, across the league. To go get from the New England Patriots two big, huge components uh, of their success uh, over the years. Um, Josh McDaniels being the longtime offensive coordinator and Dave Ziegler, who's been in um, with the New England Patriots for about the last nine years or so, but of recent has been given, had been given uh, a lot of leeway uh, in the personnel department as it relates to the draft and free agency. And a lot of people give him a lot of credit uh, for some of the changes, subtle changes that happened with the Patriots over the last calendar year that led to them bouncing back in a big way uh, and reaching the playoffs this year through their draft and their free agency. Uh, and again, Ziegler gets a lot of credit for that. Um, so we'll see how it all works together now uh, with the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. But, um, you know, just observing it um, as I did, and our next guest was there as well, um, an impressive day. Uh, just looked at Vic Tafer's uh, tweet, and he's been doing this a lot longer than I have with, with the Raiders. I think Vic is right outside uh, the door uh, that I'm doing my broadcast from. But even he said he was impressed. And Vic's seen a lot <laughs> with the Raiders organization in his time covering them. Uh, so that's something to take note of. If Vic Tafer was impressed, uh, I think a lot of people should be impressed. Uh, going out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in my good friend and teammate with the Las Vegas Review Journal, Sam Gordon. Sam. You were there today. First of all, uh, uh, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. How are you, my friend? Doing well, Vinny. Anytime. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, You know, uh, we're about uh, an hour or so um, out of the first uh, press conference, our first dealing with Josh McDaniels, the new Raiders head coach, and Dave Ziegler, the new general manager. And And I have to say in full, you know, just full honesty, I was impressed. I was impressed by the professionalism. I was impressed by the intelligence. Uh, the maturity, and it just felt like this has a chance to be a uh, a nice power tandem uh, at the head of the Raiders football operation. Of course, we're going to see. It's all going to be proof is in the pudding, as it always is. But based on first impressions, I came away impressed. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you completely, Vinny. It really feels like there is a plan, some kind of, there's a cohesive plan in place between two guys that have you know used to play college football together work together in new england and obviously are going to take charge of this franchise moving forward you have ziggler handling the personnel mcdaniel's doing the coaching a great relationship between the two that's going to i think you know create the possibility of some really strong synergy uh and then you go from there but it, it really seems like this was calculated it wasn't a rush job or anything we know mark davis and uh and the committee that he worked with um did their due diligence you know when canvas the league uh, interviewed different candidates for both positions, wanted wanted perspective, wanted different viewpoints, wanted different opinions. Of course, interviewed Rich Passaccia. Uh, so there, there was a number of ways that they went, and when they evaluated this thing, um, it, it feels like they went with cohesion. And uh, that's, what, that's what I gleaned today from the press conference, just hearing what both guys had to say. It, it feels like this is, a like, like you said, a power tandem, a tandem, a unit in place that, that has a plan. 
Um, now, of course, we, they didn't exactly share what that plan is with us today, but we're going to see how that folds out. Like you said, it's all going to sort of itself out, but if, if you're judging off a of first impression, and that's all we have to go by so far, um, there was a lot of good energy uh, at, at, the, at the Raiders headquarters today in Henderson. There was a lot of positive energy from everybody involved, um, and it really seems like there's a lot of enthusiasm around this hire. And had two guys come here um, on a mission, to, and that is to restore um, the Raiders, uh, and we're going to see how it plays out. But definitely feels like great chemistry between the two, and I think that's you know not necessarily a prerequisite for success per se, but you would imagine um, a lot of successful franchises, the general manager and the coach are on great terms, and, and it certainly seems that these two are and, and have a plan in place for how they want to build this thing out. Start right there because uh, as Raiders owner Mark Davis was kind of going down some of the predecessors, um, you know, in terms of the general manager head coach dynamic, you know, obviously uh, the last one being John Gruden and, and Mike Mack, and he gave them credit um, for the work that they did uh, to push this thing forward to the point that it is right now, uh, where there's no real you know, overhaul that's needed. It's just take it from this level to the next level. But he did say, um, you know, uh, while giving them credit for uh, for that, uh, you know, achievement, that it was a little bit of a rocky road. And he didn't elaborate. Um, We could all kind of speculate on on exactly what he was was talking about. But I wonder, and I want to ask you this, how much of that rocky road um, do you think may have been behind maybe some of the errors that were made in free agency, especially early on, uh, and some of the uh, mistakes that were made in the draft. Yeah, I think that's. I think you nailed it. I think how that has to be part of it. Um, and we, you know, we don't know. We're not. We're not exactly privy to the conversations that those two guys had. But I think those comments, like you said, alluded alluded to some sort of disconnect between the way the roster was built out. And we know that you know John Gruden. Um, had quote unquote fifty one percent of say in Mike Mayock forty nine, but even when in things like that, you get a couple a, cu- a couple guys that were you know TV stars in their previous careers um, that that have a lot of personality, both of them, and, and you know maybe clearly they weren't on the same page, right? There's a reason that they're not still here. So I think um, it is so important in that regard, and, and of course we understand that yes, even though Ziggler's going to make the final call, that the head coach is going to have some say, right? Like. There's going to be some conversation there. That's just kind of how these things go. Um, as, as McDaniel's and his staff, the staff that he builds out in the next you know couple of weeks, uh, coaching the team and whatnot, he's going to have some say. But it really feels like the roles have been separated and they're more specific. And as a result, to me, that that suggests that uh, that 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 I think is going to suggest that they're going to work well together and, and have an understanding of what each other's strengths are, and that they can go from there and to build a, a cohesive thing. Like you mentioned. Um, the, the the previous regime, yeah, there's there's good players on this roster. It's like it's like, as, as it was reemphasized by Mark Davis today. This isn't a rebuild. This is a team that went ten and seven and pushed the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals to the brink uh, in, in the first playoff game. So they're not um, too far off from 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 solidifying this this organization as a, a perennial playoff contender and a team that maybe uh, can make a deeper run. But there there is going to be some moves that that have to be made. We know this. And part of that, like you said, is because of some of the mistakes that were made in the draft and, and free agency. And it's an imperfect process. It's an imperfect process. A lot of these things, it's a, you know, draft in a lot of ways is a crapshoot and whatnot. But I think there's a big enough sample size over the past few years to understand that, hey, look, the direction of the franchise wasn't, wasn't going where Mark Davis wanted it to, even with the success of this past season. And now you have a team, a place uh, that knows each other, that has an understanding for each other's tendencies, that's going to be able to put something more cohesive in place moving forward, starting, I guess, this week with the Senior Bowl, right? So it's all, it's all happening very, very fast, and we're going to 
get a really good look here in the next, you know, in the coming weeks as free agency gets underway about how they want to attack this offseason. No doubt about it. And we're talking to Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, you can follow his Raiders uh, coverage uh, by downloading the app Vegas Nation or just going to VegasNation.com. Um, you get all of his work, my work, uh, Ed Graney, Adam Hill, Heidi Fang, Cassie Soto. Uh, the whole team uh, is over there getting you covered A to Z uh, on the Raiders. Uh, you can also follow him at by Sam Gordon. Sam, um, what did you think of how Josh McDaniels um, kind of handled without us even asking him um, to that point what had happened in Denver uh, and maybe some of the ways he contributed to his um, own demise, if you want to call it that, and just a failure that that happened. Uh, his acknowledgement of it, what did you make of, and also um, you know, some of what he talked about in terms of how he's grown since then? Yeah, I thought, I thought, I mean, he, it was the right thing to do is to acknowledge, to be accountable for the missteps and the things that went wrong and to acknowledge um, the ways in which he's grown. And we have to remember here, that was, you know, 12 years ago now, 11, 12 years ago, whatever the exact date was, it was a long time ago. And, and, and he's had a lot of perspective stops around the league. Of course, the Rams, and then back with Page, back with the Patriots, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick again, getting back to winning Super Bowls and doing what he does. There's going to be a period of growth there. And I thought his, I thought he was very, um, very transparent in, in a lot of ways about what went wrong and, gave some good perspective on, on how he's grown and, and, and how his perspective has changed. And I think that, you know, as skeptical as some people want to be about the hire and people are going to feel how they're going to feel, feel I think it's, it's the responsible thing to do is to, 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 to let's, let's see how this thing plays out. Let's give him a chance and see, and see what he's going to do because we know that from an offensive standpoint, he's been one of the top offensive minds in the league for a long time. It's, it's the other things that go with being a head coach that I think ultimately determines someone if somebody's successful or not. And from a leadership standpoint, um, of course, it's only the first introductory press conference, and again, we're going to learn a lot more throughout the course of the year. But it really seems like he's accepted, you know, was able to accept criticism, understand where he failed and where he went wrong, and, and use those things to grow as a leader, as somebody responsible for for helping set the culture of of the locker room. And, and he has a huge opportunity. You know, he's got big shoes to, to fill. Let's be honest about that. That was a locker room that loved Rich Passaccia. We saw all kinds of outpourings and tributes um, to Rich from Raiders players over the weekend. So there's an understanding here that he, it's, it's his job to build upon the cultural stuff that, that Rich Passaccia um, and his coaching staff were able to implement in those 8, 9, 10, 11 weeks towards the end of the season. Um, he knows that. He acknowledges that. He understands that. And, and now he gets another opportunity to, to lead another locker room. And, and uh, I, I was, again, really impressed with how direct he was. About that, like you said, it wasn't even necessarily a question directly asked. He got out in front of it. He talked about it. He touched on it. And that allowed us all collectively to be able to move on. And I'm sure, again, we'll learn more as the weeks go by. But very impressed with how just direct and straightforward he was about his experience in Denver and how that helped him to get to this point. Sam Gordon, it always circles back to the quarterback, no matter who the head coach yeah. is or general manager for that matter. Uh, I brought up Derek Carr, um, you know, to uh, – and, and – Let's face it, Derek Carr has one year left on his contract, uh, just under $20 million, definitely uh, under market value, uh, a team-friendly deal for the Raiders. It's not even guaranteed. Um, but it's very unusual for a quarterback, uh, especially of his stature, uh, to go into a last year of a contract uh, deal. Um, you know, and I did ask uh, Dave Ziegler, hey, what's the sense of urgency of that being a box that you need to check off? quickly uh what did you think of his response in terms of hey let's just wait till everyone gets to know each other and all of that uh before we kind of see how all this fits together 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, it's the right response, all things considered. I mean, you know, they just met, they just had the opportunity to meet Carr yesterday and to get to know him, and there's going to be natural relationships that are going to form and develop over time. Uh, but I'm, I am of the mindset, and I wrote in today's you know Las Vegas Review Journal that they should that, that they should take care of him um, one way or another, right? Uh, you don't you never want any like like you said, it's a precarious position for him to be a lame duck uh, after the season that he had, and if they do get a contract extension. Um, done at some point this offseason I think it solidifies it gives you a building block for what you want to do at least in the next two or three years and then you always have the flexibility to, to, to trade him down the road like we saw Carson Wentz got traded Jimmy Garoppolo it's likely he's going to get traded potentially Kirk Cousins you can trade veteran quarterbacks there is always a market for veteran quarterbacks um, that, that are reliable that have a, a track record and a body of work Heck, Carson Wentz didn't even have those things and he still fetched the first round pick so of course, you, you expect the, the new regime to do their due diligence, but I can't, I can't imagine that Carr wasn't a factor in McDaniels and Ziegler wanting to come here, especially when you consider some of the other quarterbacks um, around the NFL where there was vacancies at either the head coach or general manager. Um, he seemed to be the most reliable, the best, of the op- the best option uh, available, and I can't imagine that they would have taken this job uh, collectively without having some kind of plan in place. So, again, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, but it is the most important box to be checked. I think it's the biggest, you know, the biggest question the Raiders have going into the offseason, even above all their other personnel concerns, is what does his future look like? Uh, he went 10-7 and seven this past year, was top five in passing yards, and that was with uh, all types of chaos around him, with, with somebody like McDaniels and with somebody with the credibility of Ziegler, who, who has seen what building a quality roster looks like. Um, I, I think he deserves a chance to, to, to have some stability, to experience some stability with these two guys, and that would come in the form of contract extension. But, of course, We'll see, and it's definitely understandable why the Raiders want to do their due diligence with him, why this new staff wants to do their due diligence. Um, but it's, it's, there's not, it's not just it's, – it's hard to find an upgrade over Derek Carr. It's just guys like that, the Joe Burrows, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, even though he struggled yesterday, et cetera, et cetera. Those guys don't just grow on trees. So you have a reliable quarterback that you can win with, and, and they're going to have to take care of that one way or the other, and then you go from there and, and solidify what you want to do with the rest of your roster. Well, Sam Gordon, there's no uh, getting to know you. Uh, let's uh, take a wait-and-see attitude with you. Uh, we're locking you up uh, to, to a long-term contract uh, and happy to have you, uh, obviously, over at the Las Vegas Review-Journal and, as, and as one of our good friends uh, here at Raider Nation Radio. Uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Good to see you uh, today. And uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you down the ro- road uh, during the Pro Bowl <laughs> this week, which is in Las Vegas, by the way, uh, and it's kicking off uh, right now, basically. So, Sam, thanks so much for uh, all your insight and enlightenment. Uh, we will catch up later this week, my friend. All right, anytime, Vinny. Good seeing you today, and we will be in touch. Talk soon. Absolutely. That's Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Uh, covers the Raiders, covers everything else here in Las Vegas. Does an excellent job uh, of it. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajada, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Monday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line, Raider Lou. What's up, Lou? What's up, Vinny? Uh, Great show, man. I I enjoy your 30-year expertise. I saw you on the... um, on the um, press conference, and I uh, thought you asked some great questions. Hey, Vinny, uh, I'm like you. I, I, I'm like 
this is a good hire. I, I can't say it's a great hire yet because we have to wait and see. And everybody deserves a second chance, and everybody's going to grow. That's, that's just me. I can't speak for the rest of the Raider Nation. I've been around the Raider Nation for since this is our 22nd coach coming in. 22nd. And uh, my thing is wait and see. I mean, I like the, I like the press conference. But, Vinny, you hit one point that I, I, I think a lot of Raider fans were, were – they got caught in the motion, and I think some of the players was, why would we hire Vic, Vinny, I mean, not Vinny, but um, Rick Basashi and, and Gus Bradley? I know they took us to the playoffs, but we, we had, I, I agree with you, start off new, get this guy a chance. We're going to give him a chance. I don't care where he's from, as long as he wins. And that's, that's most franchises. You don't care who the coach is. I, I, I remember people were complaining about Eric Spolster with the Miami Heat. And look what they end up keeping him in. Look what he's done. So we give him a chance and, and, and go from there. But and I'll, this is my last thing. What what about the defense? Um, I, I know Gus Bradley was that bend, don't break. But we were 30th. We, we, we were 30th in the red zone. Do you think we need to upgrade on the defense? Or, or do we need to what, – what, what should we do on the defense? And I'll let you go. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, Ray Lou. I uh, truly appreciate it. Um, I think I think that uh, my instincts tell me that they're going to go in a different direction, and that's nothing um, against Gus Bradley whatsoever. I think that um, you know when a new head coach comes in, generally speaking, um, he is going to have uh, the right to be able to pick his uh, coaches and his staff. Now, you know, it could be that Josh McDaniels and Gus Bradley. Um, hit it off completely, and maybe that changes the direction that Josh McDaniels is going to go, but I doubt it. And uh, not that they won't hit it off. I'm not saying that. I just think that um, this job is so complex. This job is so – there's so much pressure involved. Um, and I think that every coach has the right to be able to pick the coaches that they feel the most comfortable with, that speak their language, that there's not going to be any – real transition period uh, of, of getting aligned. Uh, they're going to be able to hit the line, hit the ground running. So for those reasons, I think that he's going to go in a different direction. Um, and again, Gus Bradley, his resume and track record speaks for itself. He will hit the ground running himself. Uh, it won't be long if he's not retained for him to go find a job. He's just too good of a football coach. And, um, you know, uh, I think everybody – uh, I'm sure all Raider Nation um, thanks him for, for what he's done, and maybe, again, he'll stick around. But usually in these types of situations, um, it's a full revamp uh, of the of the staff. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listen line. Dino is in New York. Love the name Dino. Uh, love New York. So Dino in New York, the floor is yours, brother. How you doing, Vinny? Enjoying the show a lot. Thank you. Um, I was impressed with the press conference today. I, I think they, they're on the right track with these two guys, and I was actually very impressed with some of the answers that Mark Davis gave. I believe he did a good, thorough vetting of you know multiple uh, applicants for both of these positions, and it's not something like he had in his mind for you know 10 years that he wanted Gruden. And, you know, it's just a shame that this new regime is going to come in and the cupboard is definitely not bare, but it could be so much better if, you know, 95% of the moves Gruden made turned out to be terrible. So there should be more in the in the hopper, but there isn't. But that's okay. Uh, Ziggler sounds like he knows what he's doing, and uh, I have confidence that uh, they'll get the job done. Um, 
what I'd like to get a description of, you know, like what is what offense is Josh McDaniels going to run? Because I, I've had it with the, you know, 99% runs in between the A and B gap, which Greg Olson did, you know, no imagination in the running game, no toss sweeps, no misdirection. Um, you know, they've got to be more imaginative. It can't, the, the bar is not very high as far as I'm concerned. You know, passes behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, if we're going to continue to see that kind of stuff, I don't think uh, then they'll, that, that kind of offense doesn't work in today's NFL. Uh, I have to take note or issue with one of the earlier callers who said, uh, you know, they like Bradley and, you know, they got a lot of pressures this year, which is good. And they got sacks, which we've been starving for, for years, but the bottom line is points allowed. And they were still, you know, 27, 28. So they, they've got to dramatically improve that. If you if your opponent doesn't score that much, your chances of winning go way up. And the same goes with the offense. You know what? No one's going to complain if they win games, ugly or not. But in my opinion, to win games, you've got to average about 25 points a game now to have, to have a good shot. So I want to see more points scored and less points given up. Those two things are going to go a long, long way for this team to become a consistent playoff team. Yeah, I appreciate the call, uh, Dino. Thank you very much. And real quick, I'm glad you brought up uh, the offense. Um, and I think what you're going to figure out really quickly uh, with Josh McDaniels' offense is that it's going to be multiple, it's going to be flexible, it's going to be adaptable, and you're going to see things during the course of a game, adjustments that are made during a course of a game. And I was a, almost a front row witness to that in the Super Bowl a, couple, a few years ago when the Rams played um, the Patriots. It's 3-3. In a, Wade Phillips comes up with a great defensive game plan on the Rams side of things. Bill Belichick obviously locks the Rams down um, uh, with his defense. And it really came down to a fourth quarter drive. And the drive is something spectacular, including, in, in fact, there's stories reading about, written about that specific drive where the Patriots ran exclusively out of 21 personnel, two running backs, one tight end. The tight end was Rob Gronkowski. Kept using that that uh, personnel grouping, but doing it in a way where everyone was lined up in different places throughout this entire drive. It drove the Rams nuts. It confused them. And it ended up being a touchdown drive uh, for the Patriots to win that game. All right. And it just shows you from, and Mark Davis pointed this out, and this is so true about the Patriots. So true about their offense, which as Greg Bernard was talking about earlier, Josh McDaniels deserves a lot of credit for. They will change things up in a minute during a game, and that's exactly what happened in that Super Bowl. They barely ran out of 21 personnel up to that point in the fourth quarter, and then they went to it exclusively, and the way they lined it up and the way they utilized players out of that personnel groupings with various different formations completely changed the dynamic of that drive. When they had to have it, they went to something that they weren't even using in that game and used it exclusively from that point on to go win a football game. You see that with the Patriots, and I think that he's going to bring that to the Raiders. It's not going to be the same thing over and over and over again. It'll change from game to game. It'll change from half to half. It'll change, as Mark uh, Davis was talking about today, drive to drive. Raider, Na Raider Nation is going to see that with Josh McDaniels because that's what he's done for years and years and years with the Patriots. We'll talk about it a little bit more on the other side. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Monday.
Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. By the way, I just posted a uh, story uh, on my Twitter feed, um, and it was a up-close oral history on uh, that drive I was talking about that the Patriots unleashed on the Rams to beat them uh, in, in the Super Bowl a few years ago. It was just a, a, a brilliant article, first of all, um, by, uh, let me get the name of the writer. I can't find the writer's name. I'll, I'll get that to you in a second. Um, but it just goes play-by-play play on what the Patriots did in a tough hard-nosed football game to put together a game-winning drive doing things that they hadn't been doing all game it including josh mcdaniels literally bring up a play on the sideline um and it, and it takes you step by step by step on how they put together that drive utilizing 21 personnel two running backs and a, and a tight end rob gronkowski and just aligning guys all over the field out of that personnel packaging to just really um, surprise the Rams and get them out of everything that they were doing and confuse them and ultimately score uh, the game-winning touchdown. It's really a brilliant piece, and it speaks to Josh McDaniels and that creativity. Uh, and as somebody told me, it was a general manager in the NFL, uh, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, uh, he will bring a tactical advantage to the Raiders. Um, and, and, you know, when it comes right down to it, and, and this story that I'm talking about that I just posted on Twitter is a clear example of that. Coaching does matter, and tactical advantages do matter. And what he did to the Rams in that Super Bowl, along with the Patriots, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, just surprising them, running play after play after play out of 21 personnel with guys lined up every which way, um, was just a brilliant piece of coaching and obviously execution by the Patriots. So uh, if you get a chance, go check it out. A uh, really good story. Cameron is in Boston. How you doing, Cameron? Benny, how you doing today? Good, brother. Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. Hey, you yeah, got it, man. I, I, I really just wanted to call and just, you know, reflect on the, the weekend and, and today, um, you know, just to give you a quick background. You know, I'm, my, my, my family's from California. Um, you know, I unfortunately, fortunately, was, was born in New England. I was, have lived 30 miles outside Gillette Stadium my entire life, you know, <laughs> 29 years. And, yeah, it, it's been hard. It's been hard, you know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I grew up watching this dynasty, the Patriots, you know, and everything. And, it, it, it always just ate at me being a Raider fan. And, you know, I see Josh McDaniels and to see Josh McDaniels get this head coaching job, it, it, it's got me excited. It really does. I, I think that this is really the puzzle piece that the Raiders need. Um, I'm excited just to, to hear the, 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 the playbook that he has um, going with, the, you know, hopefully doing two tights with Boston Moreau and, and Darren Waller, just the packages that he's going to be drawing up. Um, I really think, you know, I, I understand that the skeptics, uh, the, 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 the greater nation feeling skeptical with, with the pickup and everything with, you know, of course it's the Patriots. I know we, n- nobody likes the Patriots. It's the Chiefs and the Patriots. We hate them. It's just, it's right. just how it is. Um, but I really think that this is what we need. You know, I think Josh McDaniels is going to be, be that product that we need. I, I really appreciated uh, in the press conference, uh, Mark Davis just talking about how, you know, the Patriots just have this 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 uh, recipe of making sure that they don't just have the right game plan, uh, but they have the right series. And if the series isn't going well, that they've got a good audible to 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 pick out the hat. Um, and that's what we need. That's what we need. We need to play consistent ball. We I love Daniel Carlson, but I can we cannot just rely on these three point uh, plays. Uh, we we need to score. 
Um, so I'm really hoping that's what Josh McDaniels can bring to the table. I appreciate you taking my call, man. Uh, Raiders. <laughs> appreciate the call, uh, Cameron and Boston. When, and when Cameron and Boston knows this, uh, and I've been to uh, uh, Gillette Field, uh, Gillette Stadium, it is in a forest, and it's halfway between Boston and Providence, Rhode Island. You got to go out to the forest, man, uh, to get to that place. Uh, it's a unique setting. Um, it's obviously a highly successful uh, franchise, and uh, the Raiders – took a deep dive into the Patriots uh, and pried away two valuable assets for them. Don't make, don't mistake this. This is a loss really for the Patriots to lose Dave Ziegler uh, and to lose Josh McDaniels. But uh, knowing Bill Belichick, um, he's already grooming uh, other people and that's the way they do things. And and that's, that's one thing that you have to appreciate about the Patriots and Bill Belichick specifically is that he throws a lot of different things at, um, people that he brings in and they do various different roles and starting out on maybe one side of the ball and then go- crossing over to the other side of the ball, learning football. Um, if I remember correctly, um, and I have to uh, double check this, but I think Josh McDaniels actually started out on the defensive side of the ball initially early on um, and was able to kind of learn things from that side of the ball. Um, so, uh, you know, um, letting people do all, see it from different angles. Uh, I know that he was part of the player personnel department as well. So he saw it from, from that perspective on the field as a coach. Um, it's a, it's a way that Bill Belichick does things while he's reaping the benefits himself because he's, 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 uh, nurturing and teaching and developing great assistance for him, but he's also, putting them in a position now to go do it themselves someplace else. So we'll see how it all works here with the Raiders. Uh, but I do think that the Raiders getting Josh McDaniels on his second go around and a good healthy 12 years in between the Denver um, uh, part of it and and now with the Raiders, I think is going to benefit uh, the Raiders. Uh, so obviously we're all going to find out over the next few years, but I think it's got a good chance of working out. Will is in Denver. How you doing, Will? How you doing? Doing well, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. First of all, I want to tell you you do a great job on this, especially being a flagship station. I feel like you do a great job of being pretty diplomatic and not just a straight Raider homer. Um, but, you know, for somebody here in, in Colorado that was a uh, eyewitness to the dumpster fire that yeah. was Josh McDaniels, uh, what I saw today in that press conference versus what I saw, you know, 12 years ago, it was two different, completely different people um, for, with how Josh started and, and seeing him be completely okay with somebody else having the final say in the power is, uh, is a growth. And it's something that I, I think that uh, Raider Nation has to understand that, uh, you know, we're not getting the dumpster fire. We're getting somebody that's probably actually got a little axe to grind against the Broncos at this point. So um, we'll take that. We'll, we'll take the kind of reverse uh, Shanahan uh, situation that the Raiders had to deal with after Shanahan coached the Broncos for so long and just owned us. But um, the other thing I want to mention is, is you know, everybody that's really that, that loved seeing the Gus's defense this year thought it was it was it was an upgrade. There's no question the defense played much better this year. But if you if you pick four games, very important games of the season, uh, which are all divisional games, the the four times we played the Chiefs and the Chargers combined. The Raiders' defense gave up 149 points. You want to win, not just in the league, but in this in our division. We can't give up 100. We can't give over 30 points a game to the Chiefs and the Chargers. That's it. We just can't win doing that. And 
on top of that, having an having a defense that doesn't create turnovers and doesn't score points and allows a bunch of points. I don't. Under, I love Gus. I really do think he's a great coach, great guy. But in this situation, I think this is a, another opportunity for the Raiders just to get better on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I think that in, in, in Gus's defense, I think the defense, um, you know, w- would have continually gotten better um, under him, you know, as they rework the personnel and bring in different pieces to, uh, to the puzzle. But it did take a, a nice jump forward um, a- across the board. And yes, there were some problem uh, games that Kansas City, the, the second, I think it was the second Kansas City Chiefs game, maybe it was the first Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, I felt like they kept them in the game for a little while, but it just got to a point in the fourth quarter where the offense just wasn't doing anything. Um, and it, it kind of left the defense uh, out to dry a little bit. So, you know, that 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 happened. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that everybody involved from Mark Davis down to, you know, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, they're looking at this, all right, how to get better in certain areas. And it's not a knock on Gus Bradley um, at all because he's going to land on his feet. He's a highly respected uh, football coach and defensive mind in the NFL. But if you're bringing in a, uh, a new head coach, um, it, it almost behooves you to tell that coach, hey, look, you pick your staff um, along, collaborate with the general manager and, and, and all that type of thing, because you want to make this as seamless a transition as possible. And you don't want to force feed something um, that, that sometimes that works, no question about it, but oftentimes it doesn't work. It's just not fair necessarily to both sides, uh, really. You know, Gus is going to find his way if it's not here with the Raiders. Um, he's got friends across the league. He's highly respected. You know, this is a chance maybe for him to go someplace else uh, and continue on his career. Whereas for Josh McDaniels, it's a chance for him to build the staff that he sees fit uh, for the Raiders. And really, it's, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to be judged on this. And if he's going to be judged on it, he ought to have the right to put together the staff that he envisions and the staff that he wants. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line, Raider 27. How you doing, Raider 27? Hey, Denny. Um, I was skeptical about this whole thing at first, but after the uh, weekend of researching and Googling and watching the Patriots and everything I could think of to do to gain information, and then listening to the press conference today, um, I think this is going to work out okay. You know, we there was a lot of games, including the playoff game, that we really beat ourselves with stupid penalties, mistakes, uh, middle errors, and I think that crap's going to stop. I don't. I don't see this new uh, regime putting up with a bunch of stuff like that. And another thing, if you think that you can go out and get an almost DUI and a 110 mile an hour speed limit ticket in in a period of a month, boy, you better watch yourself because I don't think they're going to put up with that kind of stuff either. You know. So I think things are going to change. I think they're going to be. You're going to have to be a smart player that's willing to to study and learn and do your what you're supposed to do to stay here. I don't think they're going to put up with the mistakes and, and uh, just beating ourselves like we've been doing. Another thing I want to, I want to, I want to give a shout out to Mark Davis. I mean, he was pretty classy today. He, he didn't put anybody down. He, um, he didn't say, oh, well, you know, Gus didn't do that a good enough job or anything like that. He, he said, you know what, Everybody, these guys put a great team together, but now it's time for the next step. So 
I thought he was really classy and, and treated everybody well at that press conference today. So that's all I got, Vinny. Um, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate the call, uh, Raider 27. Uh, and yeah, I thought that um, for sure Mark Davis uh, was, was on point today. And, and you know, look, again, and I, I started the show off, uh, Q and I were talking about this. Um, this isn't a situation that Mark Davis anticipated. You know, if you're talking about five months ago, six months ago or so, uh, in no way, shape or form did you really think that he'd be sitting here on, what is it, February 1st or January 31st? Uh, introducing a new head coach and a new general manager. I mean, that was not part of the plan, but things happen in life and you uh, have to assess them. I thought that he was eloquent and succinct in explaining why he went in uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the direction of, of Coach Basaccia, Rich Basaccia, to start off with. Let Gus Bradley run the defense. Let, um, uh, let Greg Olson run the offense. Tom Cable run the offensive line. And try to minimize all the distraction, all the disruption of losing John Gruden. It worked. It definitely worked. Uh, but I think that as time went on, you know, and, and as the owner of the team and starting to look, okay, I didn't anticipate being in this position, but I am now in this position. And so what can we do as an organization to get better, to take this to the next level? And so out of a situation that he didn't anticipate also became an opportunity, an opportunity to get better, to reset some things and move forward. And to his credit, uh, he surrounded himself with good quality people um, and, and thoughtful people and people he could trust and set out to find a head coach and general manager that he believes can take this organization to the next level out of a distressful, disruptive, unanticipated situation with John Gruden came an opportunity and he has seized that opportunity and taken this in another direction. We'll see if it all works. I mean, all of this is, you know, there's no guarantees in life, period, exclamation point. Uh, but you do your due diligence, you let the process guide you to a decision, uh, and then you have confidence in pulling the trigger on that decision. And then, like everyone else, you hope for the best in terms of the results. I think the Raiders have put themselves in a good position, a very good position, to have the desired results. Now, we just all have to wait to see um, how it all how it all turns out. But in terms of, um, does this look like it makes a lot of sense? 1,000% it does. And I say that talking to other people in the NFL that aren't named Mark Davis uh, or Marcel Reese or, or anybody in the organization. I'm talking about people outside the organization. That's how you get the unfiltered information, the undiluted um, you know, uh, intelligence on, 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 on people and on hires. And trust me when I say this. There's, it's a cutthroat business in the NFL. If there's people in the NFL that aren't feeling something that another team is doing and you ask them about it and say, hey, look, you know, just between me and you for some background, for some information, they're going to tell you. There, there's no hesitation to say that. And it's interesting to me because back in October or so, or maybe it was November, I asked somebody that I truly trusted in the NFL, hey, if you were Mark Davis, what would you do? And I got a text message back that was probably three messages deep. And it was a very detailed, um, you know, uh, outline of, of what this person would do. And it's uncanny, uncanny that 
what Mark Davis ultimately did reflected what that person thought he should do uh, if he was in charge. And, um, and, and, and it's just, like I said, it's uncanny. I wish I could share all the details. I can't uh, because there's a level of trust that's involved, but it is uncanny. And, um, and, and I know that person's impressed. Uh, he's already expressed that. So, and it's somebody that I truly respect. And if people knew who I was talking about, they would respect it uh, as well. Wish I could tell you, but I can't. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation list line. Lester is in the Bay. How you doing, Lester? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, you got it, bro. Just to jump on, just to jump on board. I, I was pretty impressed by the, just like anybody else that actually listened to the and watched the press conference. They all handled themselves very well. Mark Davis, Ziegler, and Coach McDaniel's. You know, they're bright guys. You know, and you could tell that they're on top of it, and you could tell that they're forward thinkers. And they think outside the box, and they don't just, you know, uh, you know, just look at things from ten years ago or eight years ago or whatever. You can tell that they know that the NFL is adapted, and they're willing to adapt to it, and they know how to adapt to it. So, you know, that's one thing. And it was very impressive to hear in the presser that, you know, Ziegler was pretty specific, as specific as he can, to what he values and what they look for in players and how they build a team. And McDaniel's, I mean, he he talked about some of his past uh, mistakes and what he's learned as well without even you guys really asking him about it too much. So that's one thing that was very impressive. And it looked like they were ready to go and really pumped up to get things started here and, and move things forward. You know, Mark Davis mentioned that uh, what I like hearing is that, you know, Mike Mack and Gruden, they helped build the foundation. And it's not about rebuilding the foundation, but these guys are going to take it to the next level and keep building on top of that. And that's what's needed, right? So hopefully, I, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to the defense, um, you know, I like hearing that pretty much plan to be multiple and hopefully they get some linebackers. I, I'd love to see Perryman and Diablo stay around at linebacker, but get at least two or three other good linebackers that could, that have speed, that are smart and that can tackle. And so, and the defensive line, that's going to be important too. You got to get pressure in this day and age, you know, keep getting that defensive line going and, and build a dominating defense. Cause I know on offense, they're going to be fine. They're going to figure out the offensive line and add weapons. So uh, looking forward to it. Uh, let's see what happens. All right, Lester. I really appreciate the call, and and yeah, the, the you know the defense came up in terms of three four four three. Look, I was in Los Angeles when Sean McVay came aboard, and the Rams, if they weren't anything, they were good defensively under Jeff Fisher. He was a defensive mind, and he was a, a discipline of the of the four three defense, um, and they were good. They were a good defense, even as bad as he was as an offensive coach, or you know, with his assistance, couldn't get it figured out. They were really good defensively. But Sean McVay comes in and brings in Wade Phillip, and it's immediately switched from a 4-3 that they have been doing for years. Robert Quinn as a defensive end, uh, um, Aaron Donald as a defensive tackle, Michael Brockers as a defensive tackle. Um, forget who the other defensive end was. Uh, somebody got hurt. But anyway, they went from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Didn't miss a beat. Made the playoffs uh, that year. And and Robert Quinn went from a you know a hand in the ground defensive 4-3 defensive end to now all of a sudden he's upright on a lot of downs put his hand down uh, from time to time as well and didn't miss a beat he's in Chicago now Robert Quinn uh, who was a great 4-3 defensive end and has been a great 3-4 rush edge uh, end as well I think he had 19 sacks this year so um, it can happen I wouldn't get too caught up in do they have the personnel to do this do they have the personnel they'll find the pieces to make whatever formation work and as Josh McDaniel pointed out astutely today, um, not everybody's in their base defense all the time. It's very rare that you are. So you'll be a 3-4 defense, a 4-3. You know, you'll have four down linemen. You'll have four pass rushers. 
five defensive backs, they'll change it up to fit the situation. And usually the situation dictates that you're not even in your base defense. Uh, so I would not get caught up too much on that. I, you know, I've I, I brought up the name Wink Markendale, Martindale. Uh, he's somebody that Josh McDaniels is expected, if he hasn't already, uh, to maybe reach out to. He's the Baltimore Ravens, former defensive uh, coordinator. Um, so wouldn't get too caught up in the in, in the formations because I've seen it firsthand work from a successful 4-3 in Los Angeles to a successful 3-4 defense uh, in Los Angeles. So uh, there will be tweaks, that, but that's what the offseason is for. You've got a draft, you've got free agency, you could also train players to play a new way. Uh, there's no doubt. I remember talking to Wade Phillips last year when he was definitely interested in the Raiders defensive coordinator job. And I literally asked him, hey, can somebody like Max Crosby be a 3-4 guy? And he said, absolutely. There's no question in his mind that he could. So there'll be adaptability. Um, there'll be maybe some tweaks, but who knows? Maybe Gus Bradley uh, is back. We don't know uh, which direction that is going in. I would say probably brace for Gus Bradley to move on and a new defensive coordinator. Um, and um, that's just kind of the nature of the business. But again, don't get too caught up uh, in the in the scheme and things like that. Uh, these players are adaptable. They'll figure that part of it out. Um, but hey, just a really interesting day here in Henderson at the Raiders uh, practice facility and headquarters. Uh, a big day for the franchise without question. Um, I think that, again, as we've talked about, Mark Davis saw this as an opportunity to take this in a different direction with the hope, obviously, of taking the organization and his football team to a higher level. Um, I believe in his heart he feels like he did that today. And it's hard not to think that when you talk to people around the NFL and get the kind of uh, how Dave Ziegler and how Josh McDaniels are valued around the league and then to see them talking today, it's hard not to be impressed and it's hard not to sit here and think, you know what? The Raiders got this right. Now everything will be, the proof is in the pudding. We all understand that. We all get that. And that's how they'll ultimately be judged and how this move will ultimately be judged. But I think the Raiders put themselves in a pretty good position with these two hires. I want to say thanks to all of our guests, uh, Greg Bedard, Sam Gordon. Thanks to Devon Cart uh, Cotton for hang uh, you know holding things down at home court. Thank you to all the callers and listeners. We'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor, uh, brought to you by Tequila in Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. Check you guys out tomorrow.